And welcome to the brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, sports editor with you here. And uh, I had a full episode of the podcast already exported and ready to go. And then breaking news just happened as we were recording this original copy. Uh, Fairfield girls basketball Brody coach Brody Garber is resigning effective immediately from his head coaching position at Fairfield. Went with a career record of 180 and... 89 in 11 seasons. Sorry, I had to pull that up. This is literally spontaneous. You're getting a behind-the-scenes look at this. We usually tape at, you know, 1, 1.30, 2 o'clock on Tuesday afternoons. And as I'm in the middle of taping, a Facebook post comes along and says, uh, yeah, Brody's resigning. So, um, obviously, an incredible run for Brody Garber as head coach. There was rumors that maybe he was going to resign, retire after the season, of course, you know, coaching his daughter, Bria, senior year, along with uh, the other three seniors, Bailey Willard, Delaney Geiger, Morgan Gothrop, you know, went out on top, right? Won a state championship, Class 3A state championship, first state title in program history. Congratulations to them, obviously, on all incredible success. Uh, this is a man who has put a lot of time into Fairfield athletics, both as a player, you know, in basketball and baseball, as a coach in baseball, as a coach in girls basketball. Um, the man has done it all. He's given it all to Fairfield athletics. Um, and obviously no one is more deserving of being able to retire, resign from coaching. Maybe he'll get back in at some point. Who knows? He's no longer going to be the Fairfield girls basketball head coach, though. Um, what a career. What a run. Uh, congratulations, Brody, on all the success. Obviously a tremendous coach, a tremendous person, too, you know, in my times getting to interact with him. Now the last five years, he's been fantastic to me. Um, so really appreciate Brody for all that stuff. Um, all the making my job a lot easier, giving me a lot of great memories in these last couple of years with these teams that they've had. Um, so thank you, Brody, for all that. Thank you, Brody, for everything. Um, so yeah, that's breaking news. And I guess we'll now go to the rest of the show. Um, so this will sound weird audibly. There's going to be a little half second pause. But now we're going to go to everything else I just taped, talking about spring sports, and an interview with the Northridge lacrosse, uh, Christy Bernstein. I'm sure I'm going to keep that in there. I don't know. So just to let you know, this will sound weird for about half a second, but here is the rest of this week's Gosha News Sports Podcast. Just me for the first part of this show. We will have an interview with Christy Bernstein from Northridge lacrosse. She will be coming on in the second half of the episode to talk about the Northridge Lax Out Cancer event. So feel free to look at the show notes if you just want to go listen to that interview. Uh, she's in the later half of the show. It's just me, like I said, for the first 30 or so minutes covering a lot of stuff from local sports this past week. Um, we will start with, uh, you know, we'll just go in order of kind of like how our prep roundups always look you know if you know just pay attention out of those things so we'll start with baseball um we are now really into the heart of the seasons conference games have started uh the northern lakes conference specifically is underway and so far it looks like northridge and mishawaka are going to be the two top teams they already are both four and oh already both have two-game leads over the next closest teams in the conference. 
And uh, wouldn't you know, Northridge and Mishawaka play Friday night. So that'll be a fun game over at Baker Park in Mishawaka. Northridge entered, or Northridge currently 8-3 and three on the season overall, 4-0 in the NLC. Their only three losses are to Penn, who is a very good 4A team, the defending state champions, of course. And they lost a doubleheader to Fort Wayne Carroll over the weekend. Carroll is ranked number two in the current for a pull. So that's pretty good. They're a very good team. Quality losses for Northridge. They bounced back this past Monday, beat Wawasee 14 to 4 in a five innings. So the Raiders are rolling within conference play. Um, they're looking good so far. Good offense, good defense. You know, they're a very well rounded team. Um, it's going to be, you know, interesting though. They, you know, they're 0 3 in their quote unquote big games. So. Um, they'll get a test against Mishawaka Friday, so that'll be that'll be kind of fun to see how they do against a very quality opponent like the Cavemen. Um, so yeah, uh, just trying to pull up some Northridge stats. I should have had this ready to go. I'm terrible here today. Uh, you know, Gavin Collins is batting 541 on the season, right? He's doing very good. Uh, you know, Connor Roth also playing well. Kate Sines, um, Matt, or yeah, Max Horner. They got a lot of good, good balance there, and the pitching has been strong too. Caden playing, JP Hill, Kate Carrington, uh, all solid arms for them on the mound as well. So uh, other solid pitching, by the way, came Monday night uh, for Goshen. Tomas Castillo pitched a complete game two hitter over Plymouth. Two two nothing was the final score for that one. Uh, Goshen. Four and eight overall, but two and two in the NLC. So they're kind of lurking around the conference uh, championship race. Kind of like how they did last year, where their overall record was below 500, but they won the conference. So go figure. Um, we'll see how they do. They play Concord Wednesday. Um, so that, you know, Concord is struggling. They're one and 10, 0 oh and four in the conference. So uh, we will see how they, you know, see if Gosha can maybe pick up a win. Keep the momentum rolling before, uh, you know, going into the rest of their schedule. So, um, you know, Northwood, 2-2 two and two in the conference. Got a nice one over Warsaw. Wawasee is struggling. Wawasee, though, beat Northwood Northwood uh, this past weekend or past Friday. So, uh, it feels like there's a lot of uh, chaos in the middle of the NLC. There are teams beating other teams. And so, it's hard to kind of figure out maybe who's uh, – going to be there at the end, but Northridge and Mishawaka at the top feels feels safe uh, that those two games that they play this year will go a fairly long way in deciding who wins the conference championship. Um, it's NECC tournament week. Everyone loves the NECC tournament. Um, maybe a hint of sarcasm there. Um, baseball and softball are both playing it. We'll focus on baseball here first. West Noble lost to Central Noble Monday night in the first round. Westview was able to beat Prairie Heights 11 to 3 in its first round game. Maddie Mortred two home runs, pretty good. Kylan Bender hit a home run too for the Warriors. They will now play Angola on Tuesday. Uh and Fairfield and they got a bye. I guess they didn't have to play Monday. They play Tuesday against Garrett. Um that's at Garrett. So if Westview and Fairfield both win, they will face each other in the semifinals Friday night. That game would be played at Westview potentially. So 
Mark your calendars potentially for that. Uh, Westview is now seven and five overall. West and uh, Fairfield nine and four. Both teams still undefeated in regular season NECC games. These tournament games do not count for their conference record. They obviously count for the overall record, but this is a separate week. These are conference, but actually non-conference games, if that makes sense. So, no NECC records will change. No NECC standings will change this week. But the overall records and, you know, bracket rights, of course, um, go into that a little bit. So, um, and then, you know, shout out to our Hoosier Plains Conference teams, Elkhart Christian, 4-1. They're 4-0 in the, in the league. Bethany Christian still 2-0 in the HPC, 5-3 overall. They will play two games, um, Monday, one on Monday, May 1st, so that's next week, uh, at 5.30. It's at ECA, and then they play on May 16th as well. So two games there for Bethany and ECA that will probably go a long way to determining the conference champion of the Hoosier Plains Conference. So there's that. Uh, softball, we mentioned the NECC, you know, the tournament once again going on. Uh, so they will continue that tonight. West Noble lost to Central Noble Monday night. Westview lost to uh, Prairie Heights Monday night. So just for our coverage area, we're down to Fairfield. So they will play at Garrett tonight. Um, semifinals for that are Thursday. Championship game is Friday night. Whoever is the top team on the bracket would get to host. So uh, in theory, if Fairfield makes a run here, they would be on the road Tuesday night, on the road Thursday night, but then they would host Friday night if they make it to the championship game. Good news for them is that both Eastside and Central Noble are on the bottom half of the bracket. Uh, those two teams are, re- are ranked second and third in the res- in the 2A poll, respectively, this week. So uh, very good teams in the NECC uh, at the 2A level, the bottom half of the bracket there. Uh, so Fairfield, in theory, got the easier draw of the, you know, four, the eight teams remaining. So could be a Fairfield hosting on Friday night for the NECC tournament championship. So we'll see. Obviously, a lot of the games have to be played. You got to win two more to get there. So uh, the Central Noble East Side game would be the semifinal, in case anyone is wondering. So um, we also had some history last night. Northern Lakes Conference, specifically Goshen High School. Uh, congratulations to Tyra Markham. She now is the all-time leader in Goshen history for home runs in the softball program, at least. 16 home runs. She hit one against Plymouth Monday night in a victory, 7-3 win. Uh, she now has 16 for her career. So congratulations to Tyra Markham, the Trine University commit. Uh, she also struck out 14 batters in the win while pitching, so she's pretty good. In the circle, she got a, a lethal bat. And, um, yeah, congratulations to her. That's an awesome accomplishment. Uh, give her credit. Um, she's a tremendous player, maybe our best player in the area that we cover at least. So um, shout out to her for the huge accomplishment. Jimtown uh, Softball loves playing on the edge, in case anyone's wondering. They've won three straight games where they've driven in runs in the like bottom of the sixth or top of the seventh or, as in the case, Monday night. They drove in the winning run in the bottom of the seventh to win the game. Um, they've won three in a row like that. Very dramatic games. They are seven and one overall, four and one in the NIC 
So they are playing really well. They still have a lot of, uh, you know, a couple big games coming up within the conference. They still have to play Penn. They still have to play Marion, New Prairie. Um, so there's some good conference games coming up for them. But they're off to a good start. They got a lot of confidence, momentum. Uh, that could be a team that, you know, wins a sectional at the 3A level. So keep an eye on them. Um, also, congratulations. I got to pull her, pull this up. Just uh Bear with me for about two seconds. Um, Natalie Finkhausen. I hope I said that right. Elkhart softball pitcher, Natalie Finkhausen. She pitched a no-hitter Monday night, five innings against South Bend, Washington. Five, or They won 14-0, the Lions did, over the Panthers. So congratulations to Natalie Finkhausen for pitching a no-hitter. Um, by the way, the walk-off hit for Jim Town was by Hannah Zellers this past week, so or on Monday night. So, kudos to them. So, yeah, everyone in the NLC for us is kind of a muddled mess. Mishawaka at the top for softball, they're playing really well, so they're gonna they're gonna be hard to beat. But you know, Goshen has shown some signs of life. Uh, Northridge is two and two in the conference. They're zero and seven in non-conference games, but they've at least been playing well enough in conference games. Um, so, it, yeah, the NLC is kind of a hot mess right now. So, we'll kind of just sort it all out and figure out what happens uh, when we get, when we get you know, as we go through the season here. Um, and also, shout out Elkhart Christian, 5-1 and one on the season, 4-0 and oh in the conference as well. Brianna Enninger, I hope I said her name right. Athlete of the Week nominee. So, also Sam Garner from Jimtown Baseball. Jimtown destroyed DeKalb and, or sorry, they beat Wawasee and Tippie Valley as part of the Wawasee tournament this past Saturday, and then they came back and beat Riley 18-0 on Monday night. Uh, Sam Garner has um, what, 14 RBIs in his last six games. It's pretty good. Um, he's doing okay. Athlete of the Week nominee. Go vote. Um, so, yeah. Uh, boys Trek. The biggest event of the weekend, obviously, the Goshen Relays. We talked a lot about that last week, two weeks ago as well with Herb Ressler. Um, he was the honorary referee. Congrats to Kaylee Engelmeyer for being selected the Relays Queen. It's always a prestigious honor. Um, as far as the on-track performances go, Penn won Class A, South Bend St. Joseph won Class B. So two uh, non-area teams, you know, obviously the Michiana area, but not Goshen News area. One, um, Elkhart was second in Class A. They had four event winners. Trenton Harris won the high jump. Raekwon Lemons won the shot put. They also had two relay wins. Um, Zach Anderson, Elias Leonard, Rodney Gates, and Nathan Munson won the 4 by one Time of 43.17 seconds, which is .01 away from the school record. So painfully close to breaking a school record there for that quartet of runners. And then Gates joined Max Huckleberry, Christopher Williams, and Trayvon Brown in the 4x400 winning race team. Um, So they did a good job. They had four winners there. also, Jackson Miller did well from Northridge. He was in two of events that won. He won the 1,600-meter race um, individually, and then he also ran the anchor leg of a 4x400 relay team that won. They 
do two races for each class, uh, mo- for most of them at least, at the relay, the relays. So that's why Elkhart won a 4x4 and then Northridge won a 4x4 on Saturday. But Jackson Miller had a great day. He's going to MIT, by the way. Very smart kid. Uh, he's also going to run there. So uh, he's a genius. So congratulations to him. Um, and, you know, not only getting, you know, academically, but athletically being able to go there. Good for him, man. He's a good kid. And he's poised, I feel like, for a big, like, final couple, final month or two here of his high school career. He could be making some noise, not only in this area, but at the state level uh, in the 1600. He's pretty good at that. He won by nine seconds on uh, Saturday. That's a pretty good time. He was running against some good competition, too. So, kudos to him. Um, he seems like he's in a really good spot right now to do well. Um, in Class B, we had Nick Hofer from Fairfield to do a good job. He won the shot put with a throw of 49 feet, 8 inches. And then he was fourth in the discus, 129 feet, 5 inches. Um, so, he did really well there. Westview also won a, the distance medley in Class B, distance medley relay. Um, other Class A winners, Goshen uh, in Class A, they won the distance medley relay and the 4 by 800 meter relay. Um, Brady Abney, Luis Loera, Dorian Diaz, and Tommy Claxton on the 4 by 8 team. And then Claxton, Diaz, Loera, and Logan Miller won the distance medley, which is a, you know, it's like 1,200. 400, 800, 1600 meter intervals. So it's a little different. You don't see that obviously at the state meet or anything. Um, you see it at some of these relay events like that. Um, Wallace C also won one of the four by two meter, 200 meter relay races. Uh, Braden Pike, Josiah Boyer, Hunter Tinky, Lucas Linder. Um, so congratulations to them. Full results, all the results from the Goshen Relays can be found on our website, goshennews.com slash sports. Um, you got pictures, you've got, you know, uh, the results, all that stuff, quotes, reactions, things like that. So, you know, busy day at the boys' track, uh, as always, at the Goshen Relays. Uh, also, you know, so then our girls' track athletes, they were at other places over the weekend because the Boys relays are just the boys, obviously. Um, but we had some strong performances um, across the board. West Noble was the runner-up in the black division, at or sorry, the gold the gold division uh, at the Turabusco Turtle Town Invitational. Um, they had some strong performances as well. Freshman Kaylee Jordan was first in shot put, second in the discus. Um, Emily Mayhorter won the 300 meter hurdles. They also had, uh, Laney Martin and Trinity Parson finished second and third in the 1600 meter run. Parson then backed up a, uh, second place finish in the 3200 individually. So kudos to them. Westview, um, had, had a couple of winners. They were in the black division. Adeline Rainsberger won the 800 meter run. While Lucy Rensberger was the discus champion and took second in shot put. So uh, she's a senior. Congratulations to them on a good day. Uh, Concord had a really nice day at the Penn Invite. Specifically in their field events, they won three events. Um, they won the high jump, Carolyn Fisher, uh, five feet. Long jump, Diana Emerson. 
uh, 16 feet, 7 inches. And then the shot put was won by Macy Swinehart, 36 feet, 9 inches. Um, Elkhart's Shania Hughes actually tied Fisher and Emerson in their respective events, but she lost. Uh, she took second place based on judges' uh, scoring, which, you know, kind of factors in how many attempts did you need to make these jumps, things like that. Um, so she tied in height, but she lost the tiebreaker. So uh, it's kind of a tough way to go out, but, you know. Um, and then Northridge was also there. They had uh, – they finished – um, fifth as a team. Concord was fourth. Elkhart was seventh. Uh, Northridge had uh, Alyssa Sloop and H- Hadley Troy who go second and third in the 300 hurdles, respectively. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, upcoming this week, the big boys event on Friday, the Kelly Relays over at Concord High School. It's a Friday night. It starts around 530. Um, so, you know, check that out, obviously. So, um, there's other events, obviously other conference matches going on. Big boys won on Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday, Northridge, Concord, and Warsaw over at Concord. Concord just lost to Mishawaka, but Northridge and Warsaw are both undefeated. Concord only has one loss, so that'll be a tight battle between three really solid teams. So it's going to be interesting to see who maybe prevails there. Um, but there's no big meets over the weekend. This is the first weekend that we haven't really had any, uh, at least on the Saturday, big meets. We have a lot of Friday night stuff, but no Saturday from our coverage area, which I am thankful for, I guess. That's <laughs> less things to do on a Saturday, less things to worry about. Um, boys golf. We had some really nice boys golf performances this week. Um, just pulling up my notes, sorry. Um, Silas Harrer was the medalist once again at an Invitational, this time at Lakeland. Heron Creek shot at a really impressive 67 at Heron Creek uh, to win the medalist honors. Westview was second as a team. Uh, Lakeland won that on their home course. It's also Westview's home course. Um, Elkhart Christians, um, Aiden Hibbard tied for third with a 74. Um, yeah, so... They, they, you know, some good, okay team performances there, but Silas R. Aiden Hibbard kind of stood out. Northridge then shot a 299 at the Manchester Invitational, um, which was really impressive. Um, Brock Reshley shot a 369, but he somehow didn't win because Tippy Valley's Greg Miller shot a 66. That is an incredible, an incredible score. If I shoot 66 on the front half, I'm happy anywhere. Um, so congratulations, though, Northridge, 299 as a team. Hard to go sub 300 as a team. Um, Kobe Hochstetler, 74. Connor Hochstetler, 76. Isaiah Lehman with an 80 combined for their team score. Uh, Fairfield was third at the event. Braden Miller shot 71. Carter Kitson, 78 to lead them. So that was good for them. Um, and then Westview, Northridge, and South Bend Trinity played a nine-hole match this past Monday. Northridge won by three shots. It was at Heron Creek. Horror, though, shot a 31, four under, since par is 70. So really impressive. This Silas Horror kid, man, he was good last year, too. It seems like he's taken another step with his game. Um, he's a serious, serious contender to really make a run uh, to go into state this year. So kudos to him for putting in the work in the offseason. Um, girls tennis as well. Um, 
Sorry, I'm just, you know, looking at my notes. This is hard doing a one-man show, in case you're wondering. It's a lot easier when I can have someone fill in space. Next week, we'll be back, hopefully. Northwood keeps rolling. They are now 9-0. They uh, beat Plymouth Friday night in a big NLC match. They are now the last unbeaten Northern Lakes Conference team. They backed it up with a win over Northridge Monday, so they're 4-0 in the conference, 9-0 overall. Um, they won the Bremen invite over the weekend. Rain shortened. All the all the rain kind of shortened our invites over the weekend, but it is what it is. Uh, Mother Nature, you know, being fun like that. So uh, Northwood is undefeated. Westview is undefeated. Westview plays a match every single day this week except Sunday because they can't play on Sunday. It's crazy. They beat um, East Oval Monday. They play... Um, Churubusco tonight, Tuesday night. They go. They play Northridge Wednesday, Fairfield Thursday, Goshen Friday. They're the DeKalb Invite Saturday. So they will play a lot of tennis these next six days, five days. So kudos to them. They beat East Noble, though, so they're undefeated still, 6-0 and overall. That one with Fairfield Thursday at Fairfield, that will – Pretty much determined the conference champion. Fairfield 5-1 overall. 3-0 in the NECC. Um, so, yeah. That'll be good. That'll be a really good uh, matchup down there Thursday. Northwood as well. They you know they got a week. You know, they beat Northridge Monday, like I said. They're going to play Goshen Tuesday night. Weather permitting. Weather's always fun. So, yeah. Uh, no, Goshen, no Goshen College this week. So, here's a quick... Kind of recap of the week for Goshen College. Um, they did well. So the softball team has clinched a spot in the Crossroads League tournament. That will be next week uh, at Mount Vernon Nazarene. Right? Yeah, Mount Vernon Nazarene University in Ohio. Um, it's the They have 15 conference wins, the most in program history. Slight caveat or asterisk next to that because... They used to only play 14 conference games in the past, and now they play 36. Every team plays each other four times across the year, uh, and then there's 10 teams in the conference, so nine times four, 36. So, yes, it's, it is a record. Um, the 2001 team did win the conference tournament before it was called the Crossroads League, um, back when it was called the Mid-Central College Conference. So, but, yeah, that, that record, it's still a great record, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect from Goshen College softball this year. New coach, a lot of new faces, young roster. This is going to be a year of transition, um, and Luke Wagner has them in the conference tournament. They're going to be you know, fighting for a postseason spot next week, and that's kind of all you could ask for. So uh, we'll have more on them probably next week and in the coming weeks. Obviously, Goshen College Weekly, written by Daniel S. Scott. It's been great for us all year. Learn more about the softball team and those things. Um, you can also find out, you know, track keeps on setting records. Track team keeps on setting records. Um, so, uh, congratulations to Mia Wellington. Set a new school record in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. 11 minutes, 44 seconds, 44.32 seconds. First ever Goshen College athlete to go under 12 minutes in that event. Um, Nelson Kemboy re Broke his own 5,000-meter record. Um, he's fantastic. 
Um, and then also Summer Cooper, no, no records here, but event wins at the Indiana Little State. Uh, Summer Cooper won the 800 race, 800 meter run. Samuel Stoner Eby won the men's 400 as well. Um, so congratulations to them. They go to Grace Invitational Friday night, and then the Crossroads League Championship meet is the week following that. A couple of chances left for athletes to qualify for nationals, and then the national meets at the end of May at Indiana Wesleyan University this year. So that's convenient uh, for a lot of people. So, all right, let's go to the interview with Christy Bernstein to talk about the Northridge Lax Out Cancer Event. So, fun conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Um, the event is this Saturday, uh, April 29th at Northridge High School. Starts at 9 a.m., goes till about 6, 6.30. Plenty of things to do, plenty of lacrosse going on. We talk about all that and more with Christy uh, right now. We are now joined by Christy Bernstein, the director of social media and a board member with Northridge North Lacrosse. Words are hard. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're two seconds into this, and I'm already stumbling over my words. This is going to be great. Um, Christy has been working with the lacrosse club at Northridge for about two years now, and she's here to talk about the upcoming Lax Out Cancer event, the ninth annual Lax Out Cancer event. and. Christy, you were telling me beforehand that your son played in the first one. He was a player in the first one. So how kind of crazy is it that we're nine years now into this? Yes, I have two boys, and they are 10 years apart. And so my (laughs) oldest son, Scout, played in the 2014 Lax Out. And now my youngest son, Ollie, he's been with Northridge Lacrosse for three years and has participated in Lax Out. So it's coming full circle. That's pretty cool. Um, and the first one, was the first one for Sam Grew? Is that correct? It was. It was created for, we had a player who was on the high school team and he was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. Mm-hmm. It was an effort that the um, team or the team at the time wanted to honor him in his cancer journey. And the great thing about Sam's story is that he ended up beating cancer. He went to Notre Dame for his undergraduate. He's right. at the University of Michigan um, pursuing his medical degree. So yeah. he's going to be a doctor. He also, you know, Paralympic gold medal winner. He's done, he's done uh, a couple things, you know. <laughs> just minor <laughs> details here. What a gold medal for uh, <laughs> his country, you know, a couple of years ago. That was actually our story of the year in 2021. I mean, how could it not be, right? A local kid won a gold medal at the Olympics, Paralympics, but... Um, that was so much fun. I got to watch that with his family. Oh, my gosh. That was exciting. Absolutely. The 5 a.m. wake-up call wasn't exciting, but getting to watch that with his parents was great. And his family, grandparents, everyone was there. Um, so, you know, Lax Out Cancer, obviously you're raising money for cancer awareness, cancer research. It goes to families, actually, helping with cancer. I wanted to ask kind of about the families that you're helping out this year. You're helping out two children. Is that correct? Caleb? Gunwan, did I say that right? Gunwan? I believe it's Caleb Gunawan. Gunawan and Braxton mm-hmm. Miller. That one was a little easier to say. <laughs> um, take me a little bit about why these two families and how you're helping out these two kids. 
So a part of the Lax Out event, we, like you said, we like to honor um, kids and bring awareness, you know, that are facing this cancer journey. So every year we seek out organizations that support cancer awareness. So this year we are um, going to be donating all of our proceeds to the Cancer Resources of Elkhart County, and they are who told us about Caleb. They have supported him and his family since 2017 when he got his first cancer diagnosis. Um, he was diagnosed with neuroblastoma. Um, he has had a long journey with cancer. He was in remission twice and it came back, but they are really excited to um, to announce that in 2023, he is in full remission. That's great so, news. That's great news, yeah. obviously, yeah. So a part of what Elkhart, um, cancer, uh, Elkhart County Cancer Resources does, not only do they have they given that family financial support, but they gave them emotional support, and they also will give them a lot of information about other resources in our community that can help them on that cancer journey. Yeah, and then Braxton, too, um, 10 years old, fourth grader at Heritage, so he's a, he's a close connection, obviously, within the school system. Um, he, he obviously is going to be part of the help here as well this year, yes? Yeah, so we heard about him because he is a part, he's very close to, you know, to us being um, at our intermediate school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was diagnosed with acute, and I may, may mispronounce this, lymphoblastic leukemia. That T- was correct, I think. All right, T-cell. So yes, it's a big one. Great. But, um, you know, from his parents, from the story that we received, you know, he's that typical fourth grade boy who loves sports. He plays football. You know, in 2022, he, he earned his black belt mm-hmm. with Taekwondo, um, but he has been battling cancer. So he's gone through services. He received support through Riley's Children's Hospital for Children in Indianapolis. Last year, our two organizations that we supported was Riley, and also we um, highlighted the Ronald McDonald House of South Bend. So. Um, he is on his way. His parents are really confident that he is, you know, healed from cancer, but he will need preventative services for the next two to three years um, to keep that, you know, to keep him in remission. So we're hoping we've invited both boys and their families to come out this Saturday at our event, Um, depending on how they're feeling and their other commitments. We'll see, but we hope to honor them. And also the weather, you know, like just vibe if it wakes up and it's cold. Like, I don't know, you know, but right. <laughs> that's how I could determine a lot of things in the spring. Eh, how am I feeling? Do I want to put on a jacket again? Like it's <laughs> April 25th. Um, yeah, it's just, it's in a great event every year. You guys bring, I mean, multiple teams, seven teams this year is what I counted. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, yeah Northridge, Snyder, Heritage Christian, Leo Penn, the South Bend Bears, and Portage from Michigan. Uh, which is confusing because the Portage of Illinois or Indiana is very close to the Portage of Michigan. It's, that's not fun. I don't like that. <laughs> um, what else can maybe people look for at the event this this weekend? Um, what you know, maybe kind of give me like a general flow of how this thing is going to go. Absolutely. So we are going to have. It's going to start at 9 a.m. and it will run through um, actually 6:30 p.m. We will have 22 lacrosse games. Oh my gosh. Four fields. <laughs> We're going to have a bunch of food trucks. We'll have multiple concession stands with your typical concession food. There's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw that Ben's Pretzels is going to be there. Oh, that's tempting. <laughs> that's um, enough to bring you out. I, well, you know what? At the Goshen Relays this past Saturday, they had the Ben's Soft Pretzels truck. I had to walk by it at least five times. Yeah. 
Oh my god, it smelled so good. Ugh, I wish I I couldn't like I couldn't stop. I was working, but I wanted to so badly. You know, it just smelled so good. Um, yeah, you guys got a lot of good different food truck options here. Um, yeah, J- Javis. Is that Is it Javis. Javis. Wonderful Mexican food. You absolutely should come out for that. Yeah. Kona Ice is also good. Rulis. Rulis is pizza, good. Yeah. Breadsticks. They're right across the street. They have no excuse not to be there. You know what I mean? They're very supportive um, of our program. Yeah, you wanted to also, I noticed, you know, first off, thank you again for sending me some notes on this event. Um, but there was a couple people you wanted to shout out. The event uh, directors, Ro- Rosie Napier and Chad Morton. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, these two directors are responsible for hiring all of our our coaches. They do all of our scheduling for regular season. But just think about scheduling for this event alone when you have to schedule 22 games and referees. Referees are hard to get in lacrosse. Yes. So it, it was a big deal. It's a big undertaking. In addition to that, I also wanted to give a shout out to Jenny Rupp. She is also a board member with me. She's our vice president. She was supposed to be here today, but had a work conflict. Unbelievable. I know. Who, who goes to work? Come on. Well, <laughs> but yeah. Jenny is, she is, not only is she a board member, but she has championed this event. She is the committee chair. So Jenny is um, phenomenal in her, and she has a solid team. I have, um, I am a board member with her, but I also um, work with her on this event. So she sent me over in her place. Yeah. So obviously, the big game to end the night, Northridge boys versus Northridge girls. It's supposed to be friendly, but it gets competitive, I'm sure, right? Oh, it gets a little ugly. (laughs) It gets fun. It's not supposed to be contact, but the girls kind of slap the boys and they have to behave. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping the boys in line, basically, you know? So. So if you don't know anything about lacrosse, boys and girls have different equipment. Yeah. So, you know, girls don't wear helmets, so there's not supposed to be contact. But boys, that's a whole different story, mm-hmm. typically. But during this, the big game, what they do is they switch sticks. So the sticks are, the equipment is different. And so it's kind of funny because you'll see these guys running out there and they're dropping the ball left and right because they're not used to the girl's stick. <laughs> yeah. You've obviously, you've seen it, this event from afar at the beginning. And then you were kind of involved with it last year, involved with it this year. Just how kind of satisfying or or gratifying is it for everyone involved in an event like this? It means a lot. It really does. It hits home. And, you know, last year when I helped um, with the uh, event, I was able to work closely with the children that we we highlighted last year. Um, It really it really just touches your heart. And, you know, actually I reached out to one of the families a couple of times throughout the year, just checking on the child's journey uh, because of the connection we made last year. Yeah. Do you feel like the players get a certain sense of, you know, gratification as well? For You're obviously trying to win games. You're playing all through the day. And you're trying to win. But there's got to be a sort of sense of, like, we're doing this for a bigger cause. And it, it means a lot, you know? A hundred percent. And so when the two children that came out last year, we put them on a golf cart so that they <laughs> kind of, like, were the VIPs of the – it was right before the big game last mm-hmm. year. And um, the players all put their sticks up. They have make a tunnel. They're cheering for them. So yes, the kids are getting really involved and making a difference and helping us. What we say is laxing out cancer. Right. It's a great name, lax out cancer. I I do like that. Um, I didn't realize. You know, I've, obviously I've been in the area now for about five years. And I've known about you guys, of course, but I didn't realize you guys have about 150 players, boys and girls. We combined. do. That's a lot of uh, players. So we are. That's, that's my question. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, we, guess. <laughs> I know where you're going. Yeah, so yeah. We're so we are a club sport, um, even at the high school level. 
Um, lacrosse is a growing sport, but we are still not sanctioned by the IHSAA. You're almost thinking of my next question. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lead into it. Yeah. So it's to kind of tee that up for you yeah. is that um, we are fully supported by players' dues and fundraising. So we have, like you said, on average, you know, give or take 150 players. And in our program, we start on, at the youth level, elementary school. We get them young, getting them involved with the program. Um, in girls, it's third grade, boys, fourth grade, and that goes up to the sixth grade for youth. And then we have boys and girls teams for our middle school at seventh and eighth grade level. And then you get to high school and we have the full JV and varsity for boys and girls. A fun fact is this is our first year to have a full JV team for the girls. Mm. So we're really excited about that because it's a, you know, it's just growing an interest at our school. Yeah. Even though we're not sanctioned, um, we do have the ability, we play on Northridge's campus, and our high school players who are varsity players also, they letter, just like the sanctioned sports. That's pretty cool, actually. The lettering part is very cool. Um, yeah, because obviously the games on Saturday, they're at the high school uh, football field, the varsity football field, the JV field, and then the middle school and the youth football field. So pretty much all around the campus, you'll, you'll find the teams playing um, probably a little different between playing on turf versus natural grass. So that'll be, it's kind of fun to monitor, I guess, how your how performance does uh, given the surfaces. Um, but yeah, so kind of, the, you, we, you started talking about the IHSA. Obviously, in the last year, you've seen girls wrestling and we've seen boys volleyball become these emerging sports in, in, in the Indiana IHSA. Northridge has a boys volleyball team that just started this year. Yeah. Um, girls wrestling exploded. Boys volleyball is exploding. Do you, I mean, not every school, of course, in this area does lacrosse. Northridge is, I think it's the only Elkhart County club, I believe. Um, I think Elkhart El- has, has. Elkhart, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Elkhart, oh yeah, Elkhart does have a team. Sorry, mm-hmm. I forgot. I forgot about that. I don't know why it's based there. I know they have an Elkhart. I know Elkhart has a team. Um, that was just fun to say there for about two seconds. I'm <laughs> testing people. Um, right. That's all I'll explain it. Uh, but yeah, like, do you ever, like, do you think this could get to a point where it becomes an IHSAA sport? It's obviously going to depend a lot about how many, like, you know, other schools across the state do it. But it feels like there are enough players, at least in this area, to maybe make a run for this as a sport. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, it is a sport that you can pick up at any age. Yes, we start at the elementary school level, but we have a lot of kids coming in at the high school level. If you're athletic, you know, especially if you've played hockey or soccer, um, even football, it's a good combination of all that. I We hope that it will eventually be a sanctioned sport. In the meantime, what does that mean? We travel a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our teams, you know, go to Bloomington. They go to Indianapolis. We were just in Fort Wayne for four games on Saturday for the boys JV and varsity. So, you know, a lot of the teams, either we're traveling to them or they're traveling to us. It's a big commitment, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it is like, you know, obviously, like same thing with the other sports, like boys volleyball, like Northridge went down to Noblesville. Their, half their schedule is Fort Wayne schools. Go whether they're, either they're coming here or they're going there. It's going to take some time, obviously, to develop it. But having that emerging sports label was, I think, huge for both those sports. Girls wrestling too, um, and it feels like those are both going to become official sports here in due time. But so maybe lacrosse is that next sport. 
that becomes. We hope that. so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I hope for your hope. I hope that it's. Uh, that it, you know, part of this event is yes, we're raising awareness for cancer, but it's also too raising awareness for lacrosse. Yeah. So it's getting people out to you know a fun day where they can see you know these kids playing and the differences between boys and girls and how it's played, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully generating some interest so that you know people will come and you know look at our website, our social media, Facebook and Instagram, where they will be able to learn a little bit more. We do clinics in the summer and in the fall for boys and girls so that you know if you don't want to try it out you don't have to buy the equipment you can just come we have additional and then if you're interested then you can go out and make that purchase yeah <clears throat> sorry to plug everything there for you northridge northridge lacrosse.com the website uh instagram northridge lax lax mm-hmm. and then at nr lacrosse on facebook correct so no twitter no, we're not on Twitter. I, oh I, they gosh. keep me pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of I do I all the content, so I'm, pre- I'm pretty active. But you got to do like you know the Instagram that goes on to Facebook, you know, two for one special type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I do there. that, but it doesn't um, always go over. <laughs> if you want to find all the information that we just said, it should be on the website, correct? Yeah. The so if you and- if you go to our website, we we have. Um, on our homepage, there will be a big graphic where you can click and it will take you to the link. Or you can go at the top of our uh, website, there is a Lax Out tab. And there you're going to be able to find everything from if you want to donate, even if you can't come to the event and you would like to donate to yeah. Alcart County Cancer Resources, we would love for you to support us. And you can do that through the link. There's a QR code um, or an actual link. There's an event map, so if you are new to our campus and you want to see where do I park, where are the games, and more importantly, where's the food? Yes, yes, where is where's the food? Where's that Ben's pretzel? <laughs> where are the pretzels? Get me to the pretzels. <laughs> you can also get links for all the game schedules, all those 22 games. You'll be able to know who plays and where they play. And then also, let's go back to the kids who's the, who are right. really highlighting. Right. You're going to be able to see that we have graphics with a little more detail about their story for Braxton and Caleb. And also, Caleb, we have a video posted up where you can learn more about his story, which is really sweet. Um, and ultimately, like I said, we, know we would love for people to learn a little bit more about our program. You can reach out to us if you have any questions, and we'd love to, to have more um, interest in our program. Absolutely. So um, anything else you'd like to add, you know, before we kind of maybe wrap this up? Um, I just thank you for in, for inviting us <laughs> yeah, uh, no to bring awareness for childhood cancer, for the for Caleb and for Braxton, um, for our program. It's been great meeting you. Uh, yeah, it's nice to meet fun. you as well. Yeah, no, I, I always like these, these are the cool events, you know, going on in our community that, you know, I think people are interested in. And, you know, this has obviously been going on now for nine years and. Um, it's always a cool event, you know, obviously it highlights, you know, childhood cancer research and helping out families, especially, if, you know, local families. It gives you that personal connection, that personal touch, you know, so it's really cool. Yeah. So. Another fun thing that we do with this that we've done in recent years is that we have um, and we started this just this year, we um, created a uh, logo contest. So we open that up to anybody who wants to uh, submit their, you know, version of what they think the Lax Out logo should be. And then we put it up on our socials and then people will vote for that. So every Mm. year our Lax Out logo is different. We try to do it without the Northridge, you know, theme colors. We want it to be kind of inclusive to all teams who are coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a really fun way to um, promote the event. And 
honestly, throughout the year, people wear these all over the place. You know, yeah. you'll be in Mishawaka, South Bend, all over, and you'll see these lax out sweatshirts. So again, it's one more way to um, bring awareness, not just on that day of the event, but moving forward, even in the years to come. Yeah. No way I could win that contest, by the way. I am not artistic <laughs> at all. Um, I liked, You know, we had some kids who did hand drawings, and honestly, they were some of my most favorite. They're really sweet. <laughs> They're probably better than me, so <laughs> probably better than me. Uh, well, Christy, thank you so much. I really do appreciate I know you're busy. You work a full-time job. You're organizing this event this week, so to come in and give me you know, 20 minutes of your time or whatever has been fantastic. So appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Um, that'll be this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll have a Lax Out Cancer recap. All 22 games, maybe. We'll see if I can get through all those scores in time. Um, obviously, recaps of all the local sports going on. A lot of high school baseball at the NECC tournaments going on with that. Um, golf, of course, over the weekend. Track meets, things like that. Um, so we'll have all that and then and, and then and more next week on the Goshen News Sports Podcast.